Hey, this is Aaron with Change Cafe, a grassroots community dedicated to having meaningful conversations about change, change in your career and change in your life. I'm back with my co-host and friend, Ja Green, and I think we should take a little bit of time to catch up since it's been about a month. I've been a year in my job at the local government agency in Washington, D.C., really enjoying learning and doing the same things I was doing, community organizing, community affairs, public relations that I was doing in North Carolina at the transit agency, but at a bigger scale, obviously, which is why I came here. And I'd like to hear a little bit about how your career change has been going since you changed jobs and career fields as well, Ja. Hey, everyone. Um, mine's been good, actually. I kind of went in a different direction than you. You went bigger, I went smaller. So is there's, there's definitely a kind of new kind of approach to things and how things are processed and how things are handled. But that's what every agency, overall, it feels really good to kind of be within this field. I'm not gonna lie, I think I'm still doing the same work that I'm, I was doing when I was at the bigger organization in DC. And so just on a smaller scale. So it's kind of easier to kind of think about and see the impact and getting to reach out to people and the community. So I'm doing more, I'm still doing like kind of, I'm getting to the point where I'm trying to develop more data analytical tools. So that's been my own project that I'm getting to work with my leadership and developing and seeing what we can actually utilize. So I'm kind of still doing this and doing just basic kind of data entry and developing my own project. I'm also got a working with a mentee. Uh, so that's been actually pretty good. So I've been sharpening my leadership skills. I think we talked about that um, a couple of weeks ago with you having an intern too. So I, I got an intern myself. Well, I don't have one, but I'm getting to work with her. And it's been a very interesting kind of feeling to not being in charge of someone, but trying to guide their work um, and trying to give them actually the advice that you once, that I once was seeking and seeing how much I've been able to pour into another person is a very, you know, I guess being a community, both of us doing community work, I think I, that's our bread and butter, like always trying to pour back into people and give back into our, give back to the people around us and our organizations and the community and all. So it's been, it's been good. I'm going to say this and I want to give it an eight. I think we're going to talk about kind of this is disillusion, uh, being disillusioned a little later on. When you've been in your job for a little bit of time, you've made that change. You are the honeymoon of, of excitement and, oh, this is new and I get to do this. And it's a different organization wears off and you ask yourself, did I make the right change? That's definitely where I definitely feel that I'm actually still going to say I'm still definitely loving my job overall. The cost of change and how it's impacting our lives. So good segue. <laughs> yeah, that's how my brain works. It's always, you know, I, I work in public transit. It's always going from one stop to another to the next. Right. I see that utilizing these skills for the podcast. <laughs> exactly. 
I, I think it's interesting that you talk about scale and you know that's the reason I moved here to a bigger metropolitan area to find a job and you know what I love to do and what you're loving doing now with community relations, community service. And I did it in North Carolina in a smaller metro area at a much smaller scale where I was kind of like you're doing now at a smaller nonprofit versus I know you worked at a big federal agency before, which is being the jack of all trades. I know that was the title for one of our podcast episodes, having to do all of what one department in a larger organization does and the trade-offs that that brings and working in a large government agency now, much larger one than where I came from in North Carolina, I I don't do all the things that I did in the smaller transit agency because there's 20 other people who do public relations and do community affairs. And so it's cool to be a part of the, again, the large, being a part of a larger scale of, oh, we're not just benefiting people in this one you know, neighborhood, which might be equivalent to what I was doing in North Carolina in terms of the population. Uh, but we're doing things across District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia, and just it's it's cool to see it again that the impact as well as being involved in so many diverse communities. But at the same time, you know, again, it's trade-offs and I do miss doing everything, you know, for a smaller agency. And it sounds like you have had the same experience, but inverse, you know, you were doing at something at a large federal agency and doing things that affected the whole of America. And now you're really like pinpointing on one smaller community for a smaller organization. Yeah, definitely. I'm kind of at this point where I think most of my career, I've mostly like my professional career, we're going to say has been in big federal agencies and looking at everything from a global scale that was part of my degree was international relations so i got to tie that into like the stuff that i was doing when i was younger to when i'm working at these other my other federal agencies so now kind of honing in and kind of finding that focus of on what do i want to do has been very different it's been a very very different experience because i'm now i'm only affecting at large one region of like Virginia instead of focusing on a global scale of work. So it's like the numbers look different, right? So I'm do, like I was saying, I'm doing a lot of um, data analysis and I'm like, I did a project recently where it's like, I had to backtrack a lot of um, data and, you know, it's the boring stuff where you, before you can get to that, those in the nice nifty graph that everybody loves, the data got to come from somewhere. <laughs> so I literally had to start pulling a bunch of data. And I was, and I was just thinking like, man, like two, three years ago, I was like, I want to have been able, it would have, it would have took half the year for me to do this. I probably wouldn't even been able to do it. So, well, the data I needed from the beginning of the year at the other agencies I was 
the other agencies I've been working at. But now I'm here kind of doing the same thing. It took it took a good, it took a lot of manpower, but I was able to do it on my own and now creating and a lot of the stuff I learned and I think we're gonna talk about it a little is gaining skills. And I've been able all the skills I gained from working in these big agencies has been really allowed me to kind of use it on use it at this nonprofit nonprofit. And it's been really cool, one, because one, I have a lot more focus. I don't think in my life I ever had this much focus on a subject. <laughs> I was the I was the guy who was in college who was like just going from one subject to another. Like I want to learn it all. And now it's like, okay, focus. Let's see what I'm doing here. What what have I gained throughout my years of experience and working and doing all these things? And I'm actually getting to be that jack of all trade and not in comparison to being in a big better agency, like you said, where you're only in this one position because there's 30, 100 other people doing similar jobs. Well, sometimes not 100, but let's not get crazy. <laughs> but there's other people who can do your job or have, or they have the fund, the funding and the resources to kind of specialize in a particular field. And now I'm getting back to a place where I'm, you using everything i'm using communication i'm using data analytics i'm using leadership just in this one thing so it's been pretty pretty fun it's been very very interesting to just see the focus that i really everybody in my from a leadership perspective have been telling me to do like slow down on your job <laughs> and now kind of like here i've been really slowing down and enjoying, I'm going, to say I'm going to enjoy the work and enjoying gaining the experience because here's like, I really don't, subject matter, I don't have the experience to really back up any boast of like, I know it all, <laughs> right? I can't rely on my degree in, because I'm not working in that field. I'm doing the work that my degree of um, in administration, um, public administration, my master's what kind of do, but I'm also the subject of working in disabilities and intellectual people with um, working with um, communities who are dealing with intellectual disabilities or have intellectual disabilities. Um, that's been a very interesting kind of and humbling experience to say, okay, everything I learned can still affect you, but I still don't know enough to say, do this, this, and this, and I'm relying on my team to fill in a lot of gaps. So it's been very fun. So you're saying that you have the skill sets to do data analysis from your past work experiences and your degree in public administration. It's just you don't have the subject matter expertise of your current workplace because you've changed career fields. And yet you still feel like you're flourishing as you asked me in a previous episode in this new role i'm not going to say flourishing <laughs> strong words um, we're going to say that i am growing i am growing into something new and i'm not quite ready to like define that yet because it's such a very different this is such a very different world for me. And I'm still not sure like how to navigate it because you're you're probably starting to learn it kind of 
being being in DC now is like there's usually there's usually a career path you can do um, at these larger um, facilities or larger organizations. Once you're in one, navigating from one to another is kind of like that that kind of revolving door of employees and people and and just a system that we created. So here is like. I don't know. I don't. We're kind of going back to networking. Like, don't know how to really network to see. Because to me, flourishing means being able to expand and do different, have a new career role or have a new role in the agency or find a new agency to work for within kind of within this field. And I don't know how that really looks. So I'm really taking my time with this because I think I didn't do this in my previous career. So it was just go, go, go. And dealing with one of our aspects of our commerce of our conversation is uh mental health. And I think sometimes we want to go, 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 go. That we kind of lose focus like where where we're trying to go. <laughs> right? you you know you need to go. You know you need to do this thing. But what is this thing? And does that thing make you happy or and it's also the aspect of like you're just running, but it's really the old saying is not life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And some people can say that in a good way or a bad way, but for me, it was good because I was sprinting, I was uh, getting accolades and all these other things. But the actual journey wasn't wasn't going to happen or come overnight, and I had to pace myself. But I also had to, and I'm not going to say, pace myself in a way that I'm still moving fast. I'm still moving, but I'm, I'm not letting one, anyone take me down or slow me down. But I'm also not letting my mental health like be affected so negatively or harshly because I'm not enjoying the journey. Does that make sense? It does. And... It's a really hard balance, as I learned in the last year since I came up to D.C. without a job uh, toward the beginning of 2022 and then cycled through finding interim jobs to make some interim cash and then doing a longer-term job hunt for a career job, which took me about six months. So, But you also, I also really tried to at the same time enjoy life and i think that affects definitely your mental health and that uncertainty and being unemployed you know just doing some research about you know things that we all know to be true just because it's common sense but there is science to back it up and there is science to back up that when you're unemployed when you don't have that that everyday purpose it's very easy to fall into a depression or to have severe anxiety insomnia other mental health occurrences that are not positive and so making time for friends and to take breaks like you said and also to view your journey of career change and life change if that's what you're going through as like you said a marathon not a sprint and not to get so obsessive about it is very important to your mental health 
when you are in between jobs and again looking for work you you just that unemployment provides no sense of stability and so you have to again find ways to add structure to your day so you know maybe spend time every day just talking with people on the phone your friends just about non-related things talking with someone professionally if needed going out for a walk you know i would do that every day when i was in between jobs go out for a walk even when it was a thousand degrees and a hundred percent humidity in the swamp washington dc and there were things like making friends again and while I was at networking events, I also kept an open mind to people uh, in terms of just personally so that I could maintain a, even though I didn't have the financial security and was in between career jobs, I had at least a sense of stability and structure in my day because I would do certain things every day and something to look forward to whether even if it was just a networking event and just a handful of friends since I moved to a new area last year as well so I think it's about when you don't have the financial security of a job and you're changing careers and you're you might also be uncertain about your professional and personal identity of who am I really without this job that I had in the past that I always had, and this is what I'd always done. You have to find other things that can keep a regularity in your life so that you can have that stability and you can provide for yourself uh, in the terms of mental health. Does, does the money make life easier? That's kind of my my thought now as i'm listening to you like does it has it made it easier because i'm i took the pay cut to do something i enjoy and i think that's part of it like part of our thing was like finding our dream jobs like and we're hitting our one year mark so we both been like it's the dream job or a dream job or is it just a job and and you kind of made a point where it's like not getting so wrapped up in your career that is your only identity and I think I've been in so many careers where there was the organization was so big that I couldn't help but become kind of wrapped in wrapped in the identity of the organization. But it also had that kind of and the lifestyle that it provided me where you're talking about where you can do more, you do feel a little more secure, you do have title you have prestige you have um comfort and money you have all these things that allow us to be something that the world can perceive as good and accomplished and that will kind of really allow us to feel like we have purpose in our life but with that being said, is it enough to like be kind of just a person? Like, are we just, are we getting wrapped up in knowing a hype of having these careers? Like I was reading some article, um, no, I think I was, um, I was reading an article and I was watching a movie this week and the movie I was watching, um, it was about an author and the author, Toni Morrison, she, 
um, she wrote the um, book Beloved. If you haven't read any of her books, um, and Songs of Solomon, and and one of and as she was talking about her career, she was talking about prior to having a career prior to getting to the hype that our culture is American culture is right now. It was like back in the old days, many of our kind of many of the families, they just wanted to make sure and she was talking particularly I'm gonna say she was she was talking about everyone, but it felt like she was vocal also about like the black experience of just being able to pay your bills, make sure you have rent paid, make sure you're able to provide for your family, being able just not to get ahead like so much of our culture is now, but just to be happy with doing something so intimate of just being a provider, being a homemaker, doing just making sure your your little household is taken care of with all the hoops and the hollers and all the whistles and all that like but now our culture is like you want to be a billionaire before you're 25 right <laughs> you want to be able to eject you want to you want to be able to kind of go to board board like just on the whim right i'm always saying that so it's not you <laughs> we want to do all these things where maybe not even 40 50 years ago People just wanted the basics, just to be able to take care of the basic and maybe do a trip once or twice a year. So do you feel like after securing this money or having this bigger paycheck, has the cost been good enough? Has it, have you feel like you still have more to do? Has it affected so much of your identity that you're like, if I'm not reaching this bigger check, like how, what am I going? If I, am I doing enough? It makes me think of in psychology, human psychology, there is the theorist Maslow who came up with the, you know, the pyramid of fulfillment in life. And at the bottom you have, you know, just surviving, you know, you have food, but you're not sure if it's going to be there tomorrow or that you'll have more food tomorrow. And then there's the next level of you're able to provide for yourself on a daily basis, but you still have a lot of internal or family or other struggles. And then there's sort of the top end of the pyramid where you have the ability to thrive and you're in an environment where, you know, and likely a job where you can contribute and you can you can sense that your contribution is is impactful and you're really able to think outside of the box and create and synthesize and it just kind of spreads to every aspect of your life so i can definitely see that in the sense that especially with our rugged individualism in america today of oh we got to do our own thing and like you said we all have to be living our best lives on Instagram with filters that actually make us less real. And we have to have a big job and a big metropolitan and travel all the time when in reality, honestly, practically, all we really need to do is like you said, like Morrison said, which is, can you just provide for yourself today? Can you, provide for your loved ones today, whether it's food or whether it's love or whatever it is, you 
you, you can just do today and that's okay. And that's, that's enough. It should be enough. And yet we always want more. And that's where, again, the cost of change to me, what was the cost of change for me coming to DC to a bigger metro area, working in a bigger organization is professionally, I gave up doing it all in a smaller organization in a smaller community where I was well known. And I also gave up, I was with my parents in North Carolina and I think I talked about this on a previous episode. I am adopted and I, I always, I still go back to North Carolina every month now, but you know, I'm not around my parents every day anymore. And I, again, I think it has to do with being adopted. Just want to be always close to them and looking out for them. And there, you know, there are other costs as well, of course, when you leave a metro area and you leave a job like colleagues you trust and know and friends and your com the community where you live, if you leave, if you leave that area. So yeah, th there are, there are definitely costs and there were costs to my mental health in the first six months of living in DC because I was in one job and out of another. Have you decompressed? Have you taken a day off? <laughs> Why are you working so much? Life is going to, you know, Again, going back to my earlier statement, I'm not here for the sprints anymore. I'm here for the marathon. So I'm always now telling, imparting to people, my friend groups who are younger, starting their careers, like, breathe. You're going to get there. I think I've said that to you a couple of times. <laughs> something I always kind of tell people, like, are you loved? Like, that's something, the hippie of me is like, matters. I know we're always talking about career change. We're also talking about um, mental health. And the conversation, this conversation has been really kind of put things to perspective is that we're kind of saying like satisfaction of life, the cost of all this change that we have made, the purpose that we kind of have been gaining and finding our fulfillment and changing our career, the financial gain, the financial cost. There's still this sense of belonging and being loved and what i want to think about is the one and we can talk about is is that enough like i know if we already have this stable career if we're all if we're able to be um creatives if we're able to flourish and take care of ourselves can if we can if that is the um the we're gonna say that's that's the the basis. Taking care of yourself as an adult, as an adult, taking care of yourself is is good enough. You can pay your bills. You can take care of your family. Now, can we also focus on just saying that your love can be enough for your the other part of your life to balance out? Can you do stuff, especially with us, us as community workers? Is just being loved enough? when we already have a good job, a good career. Um, the person who directs our department says community work is, it's heart work, right? It's, and that's what I really see when you work in community services, community affairs with people in a direct customer service role is you're really providing, yes, information, clarity, support in some kind of way, but you're providing love, you're providing care of some sort. And that, a, and that's an amazing thing and something that, again, when you think about Maslow's 
pyramid of hierarchy and when you think about personal fulfillment needs we all have like you said from this documentary it's part of what makes the human experience we all need love and that's why I love working in community affairs because you're giving love and when you're giving love you're receiving love it's a reciprocal relationship automatically so it's it's a powerful thing and a great way to end off our episode on the cost of change was it worth it changing careers changing life changing your life and in my experience yes it was because i get to do community affairs to give love at a greater scale now and i'm just glad that we're doing this and i'm, I'm thankful for you ja i you've been a blessing in my life and i hope that we continue to do this collaborative grassroots movement well thanks everyone for listening as always you can find change cafe on facebook.com slash change cafe dc that's change excuse me facebook.com slash change cafe dc and our spotify where all of our free podcast resources can be found is linked to our facebook we hope you learned and loved our episode. As always, you can provide feedback through our Facebook and we take your input when we consider new episodes and content that we create. Have a great day and looking forward to talking again soon. Bye everyone. Bye.